So before we go on, I just want to check on some sports stats, you know, keep myself sharp here on the sports, and I'll use my computer and just go in here, and I'm going to check, okay. Never gets old. No, I enjoy it. Love it. Bang! He's going to check on the sports. You have to. <laughs> this weekend, I checked on a lot. Bang! Too much dip. Podcast four? Podcast four. I'm Dave. I'll be uh, steering the ship here. <laughs> Got the lads in the building. Uh-huh. Got Dylan, known to most as Dorn. What's up, fam? Glad to be here, man. The sports are are happening, and I'm. I'm Did you check on them or not? I check. I checked the sports. I checked quite a bit of the sports over the weekend. Good, good time checking the sports. Good. I'm ready to talk about the sports that I checked. Well, it's the, the, a two-step process, right? You check on them, and then you talk about. Then you talk about. It. It. And we record with, with the lads. With the lads, the fellas in the building. KJ's in the house. Hi, KJ. What is happening? Cup overfloweth with sports over here. Wow. Wow, he's got the Kirk, Kirkland signature water. Stay hydrated. He's also got the gun show out today, man. What's, what's Jeez, that? dude. Put those things away, man. You know, when those you're are... just like dabbling between the X and the L, and you're just like, ah, whatever. Today, we'll just go straight L. Let them, let them fly. Speaking of L's. <laughs> <laughs> That's not cool. <laughs> Michael, what's up? Hey guys, I was just going to be quiet for as long as I could so that people that didn't like me would be happy that they didn't have to hear my ver- my voice, and now I've ruined your day. Uh, hey fam, it's great to hear, great to be here with you. What a great weekend of sports. Oh my gosh. No booming loud today. Uh, I had some earlier, but I'm I'm on to uh, a Waterloo sparkling water, which I know the people want. Uh, I freshened up my booming loud, I was going to oh, tell you. Oh, yeah. I'm glad. I know the people want me to throw this into a trash can. And I might do that for you no, please later don't. today. Please don't. That would really put Randy at yeah, risk. Angle's not promising. This is definitely not in your favor. Just a extreme, like, risky we, hook shot. We strategically put the trash can in a spot where you can easily throw a can into it. So I please. was just hoping to do that and Dave would hit me with a bang. <laughs> but maybe later. He probably would. I mean, I would. I'm not saying I want you to, but if in, if in fact you did, I would I would hit you with a bang. What a weekend. What a, what a great day bang. it is. Big Monday here. We're going to try to move it along quickly, but we all know that that's kind of a moot point. That never really works out for us. Well, we got a lot to talk about, Dave. We do have a lot to talk about. A lot of sports. Checked in on a lot of them. Before we jump into it, remember to subscribe if you haven't, and also leave us a review. The reviews are good. You got some good I've reviews? Got, I've got three quick ones here. Okay. Here's one from Texas Soldier called uh, entitled Built Ford Tough. Okay. It just hits different. <laughs> I'm also putting the Walking Talking Podcasting Truck Month in my LinkedIn bio. Here's one from uh, Sin, Sin Jeff Seth one called Covers Hockey Like ESPN. About as much hockey content as you'd expect from a lifelong Golden Knights fan and a guy who played roller hockey in middle school. <laughs> Great banter, though. And uh, how about one more from ABCS Backward, number one. If you want a sports podcast that is primarily focused on plugging Instagram handles, you found the one. That's fair. Let's be clear. Those are all five-star. Yeah. Uh, just a reminder. Take one minute. Rate us five stars. Leave a review. Say what it you does want. a lot for us, so I thank mean, you. Be honest. Say what you want. Have fun with it. And if it's uh, good enough, we obviously will read it during the pod. So there you go. There's one more here. This one from someone calling himself Intern Lewis. It says, finally... The thing about Dave is that it's a V-E with a D-A in the front. Does that mean something? I, I just he think spelled he spelled Dave. his name. Yeah, he, I think he took 
I think he took that little bit, that humor bit, and just applied it to a name. And I don't know. <laughs> the thing about humor bits is it's a bit about humor. Right. Kind of like one. he took that and applied it. Kind of like music songs. Yeah, yeah, music. It's like That's taking the thing a, about those. You know, when you take like a, an equation and you just put it in like something else that has nothing to do with math. I think that's what he did there. It might have worked. How about one more? This one entitled Dipster. It's from Than Kelly. Is that what we're calling the fans? Dipsters? I'm a dipster. Great pod. M I C A H W I E N E R. And that was my Instagram handle. How about Dipsticks? Micah, come on. I'm, I'm just reading from the. <laughs> yeah, but you don't have to choose that one. It's so effortless. I mean, that, that's that's it. There's only four available. I read them all. I'd like to say thanks. Uh, I don't hate. Oh, sorry. Go oh, ahead, no, no. I'm just going to say thanks to potential Texas soldier service, whether it be online or in person. And uh, hockey is somewhere on this run sheet. I will say we that. We'll talk hockey. I, I, um, I really, really enjoy hockey. I, I need to get into it more because I think it's a badass sport. It's fun. I don't know enough about it, man. It's 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 a real shame. Was uh was soldier or was it spelled S O U L J A? Are you sure it wasn't soul soldier? Uh no, it was not. Okay. He does follow me on Twitter. It's all I'm saying. Fair. I don't hate dipster. I'm like no. a hipster, but dip. Nobody acknowledged me saying dipsticks. Dipsticks. Yeah, we respect the we respect you, the listening audience. We used parts, to, check, so. to check oil, You're right? Checking the, the oil, man. We're oiled up. Mm. We're lube boys. I like you know. I like little dippers, maybe. You know, go with the little little monsters theme. You know, your boy's a little monster. Dippy long stocking over here. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have to do to become a big dipper? Uh, you know what you have to do. They know what they have to do. Like, subscribe. Listen, tell yeah. a couple friends. You have to tell at least two friends, a cousin, an aunt, and a coworker. Two non-related references. It's a two-step verification. Mm-hmm. And then call Micah Trash for his mentions or for his uh, plugs. <laughs> By the way, Micah's Re of the Week, the newsletter, now available. Micah. You can find that subscription link at the link in my bio on Instagram. We're going to start running people off. Like, really? I'm just... Just, it, you've already, thought already nice plugged yourself. You gotta get, hey, okay. This is where I take control. <laughs> we got a lot of golf to talk about. We got a lot of sports. Yeah. But before we do that, let's do something a little different. Smoke some bitch. <laughs> Smoke something bitch. <laughs> wow. Two of the members of this podcast smoke. We smoked this weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a rib off. KJ. Yep. And myself. Just happened to be doing ribs on Saturday. Was this a competition? Were you all in the same place? No. No. Did you try each it other's was a ribs? Digital, digital oh, rib okay. off. Gotcha. Well, digital get down. And uh, I got to say, the results will shock you. No, they were actually pretty good. Mine were good. Yours looked really good. Mine were solid. I was happy with the uh, happy with the results I got. I did not sauce mine up, which you know some people have opinions about it. Uh, I went with the three rack approach. You know, one. You know, to honor the ribs that I'll eat, one respect of Adam, one for Marilyn's rib uh, that he removed. So went with the okay. Trinity approach. Um, it was good. The father-in-law came over to meet the Bromie for the first time, so I right. sent him away with the gift of meat. Uh, the Bromie. Yeah. The Bromie. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I don't hate it. I like that a lot. I don't hate that. That's got legs. Uh, but I was happy with the uh, smoke sesh. It was good. Yeah, I noticed you weren't a sauce guy. No, it wasn't intentional. I do have some uh, 
Heim sauce I've been meaning to use on something. I'll probably go that route from Heim Barbecue in Fort Worth. Um, and then I'll probably try to make my own at some point. It just was car stuff, driving and whatnot. Didn't get to it. I'm a fan of the um, – I do kind of a modified 3-2-1. Micah, you're a fan of the 3-2-1 method when it comes to marks. Yep. You know that. I'm the fan of the 3-2-1 method when it comes to anything, really. Yeah. Keep it simple. It keeps stupid. it simple. Yeah. So I do that. I do like two, two and a half hours wrapped up in foil after a, a kind of a, a low temp smoke. Is this a, a Traeger? It's Traeger smoke? wood pellet, non-spawn. You pull Traeg. Pull Traeg. Yeah, it's kind of a bit we do here. Um, You've been doing this bit for years, Dave. This correct. Is, this is not something that I've missed. One of these days, it's going to yield some some uh, some positive <laughs> results for this podcast. Um, yeah, dude, it, they were good. They were good. I thought KJ's looked better. Uh, your gut shot was better than my gut yeah. shot. My gut shot was a little messy, but I had sauce on mine. I sauced them for like the last 20 minutes. I was jealous that you did the wise move of going with the right rib to show a gut shot of. I clipped from like the small side of the ribs. It was a little thin boy. Someone actually in the DMs like, "Is this was that actually good? And like was checking if I was being serious or not. And I was like, yeah, yeah. It was a 9 out of 10. Picked the wrong rib. Otherwise, solid shit. I don't do the Traeger. Um, also non-spawn. I use a Masterbuilt Gravity Smoker. Essentially the same exact premise, except for mine's charcoal instead of pellets. Utilizes uh, gravity to smoke as utilizes well. Utilizes gravity to smoke, exactly. Think about the gravity smokers. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's, it was flawless. It was like 265, three hours, wrapped it for two. I didn't really saw, so things were good to go at that point. Lovely. Yeah. Anybody else? Did you guys work the grill? I didn't smoke, no. Um, my smoker's still out at the ranch. I haven't used it in a long time, unfortunately. I did fire up the grill. It wasn't a smoking situation, um, but I did make some uh, some outside skirt steaks. Well, this is called smoke sandwich. I know. Bitch. Well, Dave also asked, "Is anyway grill anything?" So right. Right. thought I'd hop in here. But yes, I and and I preface that by saying I didn't smoke anything, bitch. <laughs> okay. Hey, clarify to me that you just said you made some skirt steaks outside, and you're not gonna. This better be followed up by some sizzle, because if you're just oh yes, yeah, you know, I brought steak. it back inside for the sizzle. Okay. Uh, simple marinade for the people. Three, two, one. It wasn't three, two, one. It was just <laughs> one, one. One part soy sauce, one part orange juice. Ooh, How, really? Yeah. How about that? Just enough sweetness. It worked. Acid breaks down Salty the- Salty and uh, sweet. Meat. It did I it like all. It. Yeah. Tenderizes a little bit. And you know, you brought you right inside. It? I, I had a bunch of grilled onions. I had some- uh, Oh, you know, most importantly, it's hatched chili season, fam. Oh, gosh. We yeah. did a crab dip, a hatched chili crab dip Saturday, oh, which was Flex. quite the move. I went to Randall's, which is not a place I would encourage anyone to go. <laughs> we, really, been, ever. they've been catching strays on this pod. <laughs> but they're doing they're doing hatch chili season this year. And I walked outside. I was like, "Hey, you can buy a twenty five pound bag, and they'll roast or a box, and they'll roast it for you." Yeah, for like fifteen bucks, Live cheap, action. much cheaper than Central Market. That'll get you like six roasted chilies. And uh, I asked the guy, and he was just pouring sweat, and he couldn't even talk. He was like. I'm sorry, I've been here all day. So he roasted himself. <laughs> he was like, please give me 15 minutes. So I walked around with all of the weird homeless and old people inside of the strange ranch. Oh, come Randall. on. Oh, you That's were patron unnecessary. It's the weirdest grocery store in America. It's Everybody a nice grocery store. It's not H-E-B, but it's fine. Anyway, uh, shouts to the Hatch Chili season. Hey, what, what? how do you roast a pepper? I've never actually done the process. There, they probably use the drum. They've got the, the yeah, the, drum the rotator, like a the drum thing. torch going. But at home, if you've got a gas oven, if you have an electric oven don't do or stove, don't do this, obviously. But you can just 
you know, turn the burner on just like you heat up tortillas on open flame. Do the same on a, on a pepper oh. or take it out to the grill if you have an open flame grill. It really yeah. makes it pop. Uh, char the skin. And Smells then you want good. to be able to pull the skin off of a hatch chili. And oh, yeah. And get after it. Man. I'm going to embrace this while his smoker is like unobtainable because he's going to come in here shitting on us and be like, I'm a stick No, burner. I'm not. Look, you guys are in here with computers and shit. I've been out of the game for a while. I have a, a big traditional yeah. offset smoker and, um, I don't I don't know all the tricks of the trade anymore. Like I said, it's, it's been a minute since I've used it, so um, I'm out of practice. So I, I look, I'm learning over here Fair. too. One day I'll have you over and I'll teach you how to trade. I'll teach you how to offset. Uh, cool. Like Migos. It's a quid pro quo. <laughs> It'll be like the meme where he's looking at the computer and. Mm. <laughs> there you go. It's a good one. Man, that was a really good segment. It was a good segment. It is a good right? segment. New it segment is. alert. I would, you need the the smoking sound bite next time. Uh, be a real you know, shame I, I'm a little gun shy on the sizzle. It's, it really <laughs> turned a lot of people uh, off. I was, I was making a mask reference. I know that's one you like as well. Oh, okay. Smoking. It'd be a real shame if you guys uh, brought some ribs in or something sometime. Right. You know, I can do that. You so can cook the, uh, like eight racks, so we can do I more will, than just uh, talk about them. I'll you know put the saying? vacuum sealer to work and, and drive those bad boys down. Next just time. I will. I'll, I'll, ver- I'll volunteer to sous vide them back to life. There you go. They used to call Dylan vacuum seal. Yeah, they did. Can't really remember why, but they did. All right, we got to talk PGA Championship. Turn it up. Let's go. <laughs> Dude, I'm so glad you you added that. <laughs> Turn it up. We got ourselves a major. You guys watched the major? Did you check in on it? Show sure did. Did you watch any golf, Micah? I did. Oh yeah. As, oh yeah. As we predicted or predicted on the show last week, uh, it was. I think I gave it four eggplant emojis out of five. I was very horny for this golf. And it lived up to the hype. It Sunday was, especially was tremendous. It was a wild Sunday. Really enjoyed it. At one point, we had seven guys, I believe, tied for the lead. On the back. On the back nine. That was fun. I was super horny all day for With it. some heavy hitters up there, too. How do you guys feel about West Coast majors? Love it. Oh, it's awesome. Primetime golf is ideal. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, I do, too. I would say up until Sunday. Like, granted, yesterday's an exception because, you know, we had nothing else going. But... Finishing off a major at 8 p.m. Central time is about three hours past my time limit for golf time. Like, give me the major up until about 5 or 6 o'clock to where I can go out, grill something, eat some dinner, whatever, after it ends. So that afternoon nap can, like, casually end with the major. I was about to say, does it interfere with your uh, your nap mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. slot, golf yeah. nap time slot? And that, it makes sense. That's true. I did. I failed to get a golf nap yesterday. But it was pretty great Friday night, Saturday night. You know what? I think I'm going to co-sign that. It's better the first three days, especially Friday and Saturday. And, and, you know, when you're not really going out and doing anything, you can just sit at home, maybe have a To watch live golf on a Thursday, too. Uh You know, I mean, assuming people go to work in 2020, you come back and you get to watch a couple hours of uh, live golf. Tremendous on Thursday and Friday. Yeah. You know, you have to bump Will and Grace or something off, you know. TJIT, but apparently below deck is the show that everyone on this podcast is watching. Messy. So what are we messy. watching? Are we? I mean, you should be. Okay, <laughs> it's, it's a good show. Um, how much about Colin Morikawa were you guys aware of prior to this? Because um, me as golf idiot, I will fully assume nothing. But awesome collegiate player. Um, where at Cal? Okay, I just knew him as like an up and coming young guy who had serious game. And like a really easy golf swing, like a very fluid. The guy's got serious game. So there's kind of the He's knock also on got him. Stones. Also very likable. Big nuts. 
Very likable guy. Big old balls. Yeah. And uh, his knock was occasionally got a little loose with the putter. I think at Memorial, which he ended up winning, he missed um, – I believe this is at Memorial. He missed a, a shorty to win it and ended up going to a playoff. I'm pretty sure that's accurate. Yeah, He's, he did lead the field in putting this week, though. Mm-hmm. He He's got it together. clearly did something different. Um, he's not a long guy, but he's long enough. He's a, he's an iron player. He's a ball striker. He's your favorite golfer's golfer. Going into Sunday, do you think your opinion about him was better or worse than Brooks Kepka's opinion about Colin Morikawa <laughs> and the rest Brooks, of the field? It seems that Brooks was unaware of his existence going into uh, Sunday. Which, uh, apparently, he's never heard of Dustin Johnson either. Uh, you know, it's he knew that he had only won one. I pull I pull for Brooks. In a lot of ways, I just like his – he's a content guy. And I, I respect the i respect the self-aware douche, which I think he is. But it was good to see him go out and lay a turd. Yeah, he had a, a birdie put on number one and then basically was never on the broadcast it, the rest of the They dropped him, like, yeah. on the second yeah. hole from very, For me, a very satisfying four-over yesterday. The after, second worst final round of anyone in the field. Yeah, well, I just – um, I mentioned this on Circling Back this morning, but he just he seems like he's just trying way too hard and going out of his way to mm-hmm. be a heel, just to be like the bad boy of golf. And he's inserting these comments where they don't really belong. And to go after guys like that, I don't know. I, I just think he's a an absolute dickhead. What was his general comment? Um, I mean, I knew parts of it because so, I saw Rory's response. So after Saturday's yeah. round where he, he played well, his game was feeling good, he was up there near the, near the top of the leaderboard, and he was – just asked general post-round questions, and he mentioned like looking at the leaderboard and, and basically not being afraid of anyone who's on the leaderboard and saying, well, DJ only has one major. Mm-hmm. He has four, speaking about Kepka. Right. Um, and just basically saying, like, I don't really – like none of the names on the leaderboard scare me. And he felt good about his – which it's okay to say you feel good about your own chances, but to go after DJ like that, I, I don't know. It just seemed totally unnecessary. So – Everybody kind of thought they were boys because they're both, you know, workout guys, and I think they both kind of put off kind of meatheads. Meatheads. Meathead. <laughs> they they go to you know they're they're gonna be at um, at Buford's, yeah, on West Sixth <laughs> on any given like Friday or Saturday. They're bros. They're bros. Yeah. To use a word that you hate. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of what they are. He he did an interview a couple weeks ago, maybe it was earlier in this week, um, where he said. That was kind of a media creation. He said that they weren't really him and DJ weren't that close. They were never buddies. They worked out at the same gym, but like he's like he went out of his way to make it sound like he doesn't hang out with golfers. He doesn't practice with golfers. Like when he's back in Florida, he's not doing the money games with uh, a lot of those guys because that's that's a big deal. A lot of those guys they all live in the same part of Florida. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, dude, why does he go out of his way to isolate himself? It's weird. Like you don't have you've won four majors. You have nothing to prove. So in there, I guess he said something about having a rivalry with Rory, I guess, in that same interview or comment was made because I saw Rory's response to it all. And Rory's like, yeah, I mean, basically said the same thing. It just kind of seems unnecessary. And then he identified or he isolated the uh, point about DJ. And he's like, DJ has 21 wins. That's three times as yeah. many as Brooks has in his career. That's right. <laughs> he's also doubled his career earnings. Yeah. Exactly. So. So it's like, I, I know you've got four majors, which I guess Brooks's point about Rory was like, it's not really a rivalry because the, I've been around, what, five years and Rory hadn't won one of those five years. Like, again, unnecessary douchiness. I will stay team, you know, thick DC. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, 
it's it's it just it just seemed out of out of uh, Rory, out of line. Rory is never afraid to to say what's on his mind. Yeah, which is great. That's why I like Rory too, man. Yeah, but Rory doesn't he doesn't take shots at people no. like that. I mean, no. if if like he he'll he'll give you a straightforward answer if it's if the question is posed, but he won't go out of his way to to take shots at guys like Kepka. Yeah, not it, a fan of Kepka. to go out and not back it up that's is unclear. egregious. For his brand, that, yeah, that, I, I that think brand that no one saw that coming, and I, I think, think that's really where we yeah. are. DJ uh, didn't light the world on fire, but I think he shot sixty six, and Kepka blows up and goes four over. So, you know, if he was playing some sort of weird mind game, that didn't work. It's just cheap and lame. He deserves a lot of shame and ridicule. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I felt bad for DJ because he's been second so many times, and. Purse is still good. I mean, he's getting paid. He'll be back on the boat with Paulina probably today, which, hey, shout out to him. But more call was a great story. That drive on 16, the drivable par four, is iconic. That'll go down Unreal. as one of the greatest shots in golf history. Unreal shot. And and just the fact that there was no crowd. I mean, can you imagine if there was a crowd? Like, if you got to witness that shot. Like, that's that's so sick. If there was a crowd, it changes the whole dynamic of the tournament. He might not be at the top there. You don't know. Paul I mean, Casey had a quote about that. Paul yeah. Casey and I think Jason Day, too. Jason Day basically said that there's some guys who can't win a major I mean, because of the crowd. Walking up to the 18th tee box on Sunday of a major when you're like, have a shot to win with the crowd there has got to be one of the most nerve-wracking things in sports, right? It would have been safe to say that would have been a big playoff yesterday for right. sure. Like, maybe Morikawa wasn't been fully out of it, but – yeah. I'm not, he he, he yeah. might have dropped two strokes easily. I don't mean to discredit Morikawa. That guy is yeah. awesome. Um, I'm, I'm very happy for him. He, he very well could have But there's a reason we haven't won. seen many 23-year-olds yeah. do this. Yeah, it just it changes everything. He did have a couple awkward moments right after winning, not only the you know, trophy falling apart on him, which yeah. I put that more on the Wanamaker than on him, but I don't know if you saw the interaction with he and his, what I guess was his girlfriend right after. Did she go in for a high five? So... <laughs> There was a situation where he went in with like for a hug and a kiss. She had her mask on, and then somebody next to her kind of leaned in and whispered something. So clearly, they have a protocol of not having the big like embrace, which you would imagine they're on the same quarantine situation. Right. Yeah, he probably mosted last night because <laughs> <laughs> he backed off and went for a really awkward high five, and then like they were then just sitting like together by themselves out on the curb waiting on their parents to pick him up. Yeah. Afterwards. Well, he, he went for the high five, and then, then he went in for the half hug. Yes. He did, like, the, the friend, like, oh, you you are a girl who yeah, I am not attracted to. I wonder if, if he was instructed yeah. to not do Somebody said embrace. something. Yeah. It, it, it just was – there There has to be some rule, but I haven't watched enough, you know, walk-offs to know if we're not getting the you – know, uh, Ricky Fowler keeps coming to mind, but it's not Ricky Fowler. Uh, no, Brooks's girlfriend, who, like – Ran up, Jenna like, Sims. Yeah, jumps up and like hugs him after he wins, you know, or has done so. I don't know. I, I think it's worth mentioning a couple things. One, there were a lot of young players that had strong showings. Yeah. So perhaps we're seeing a change of a guard. Uh, well, that's been happening. Matt Wolf went while. low. But I mean, this this one, yeah, Wolf, uh, Scotty, what is it, Scheffler, who's a Longhorn from UT, yeah, yeah. Um, Highland Park, Cameron Champ hits he, the ball a ton. God, he looks Highland Park too. Yeah, my pick, John Rahm, uh, still a relatively young guy, finishes T13. What's Rahm, 26? I think that sounds about right. But Marikawa goes uh, 69-69-64, or 65-64. It's pretty fucking good. And he almost made that putt on 18. If he makes a putt on 18, he wins 
he goes from being tied with six other dudes to winning the tournament by three strokes mm-hmm. over the course from 19, from 14 to 18. Just stones. We've seen a lot of majors recently where dudes hold on or other guys give it away. He went out and won this thing. It was really impressive. So I had a financial interest, a uh, big boy stack, to be clear, on Tony Finau. I got him last week at 45 to 1, which was very nice. And so my viewing was skewed and potentially ruined by mm. the the interest there. Because I, I happen to like Tony. That's probably why I bet on him a lot. I mean, I know, there's obviously more to it than that. But I'm like, I always like betting on guys that I like. I know that's a stupid strategy, but it makes watching it a little bit more enjoyable. And uh, he was tied for the lead at one point. He came out and went birdie birdie, as did as did Bryson. Which, by the way, that's a fun group. Oh yeah, to watch like yep, just a couple guys piss missile city over there. <laughs> uh, his shot on 16, the three wood, like. I thought that's my that might be his career defining moment. I'm like, this is your chance to go get it. You're, you're either one A, one B, longest player on the tour right now, and he just wiped. A, I guess he just wiped a three wood to the right of the green, had to chip up and have like a thirty footer for birdie. But that was a bummer. Betting on golf sucks, man. Especially when your guys not when you're not seeing every shot because it's impossible for them yeah. to show every golfer shot. And with so many names in the mix, you know the star power was there. Uh, so like I'm, I'm like trying to follow it on the uh, PGA Championship app, the shot tracker thing. It just wasn't. I may not bet another major. Did you have a, any feelings about CBS picking it up on Sunday and how they covered it versus the first few days on ESPN? Yeah, uh, CBS was CBS um, making comments like the game is in such good hands with these young men who are role models and that. Boy, they of- showed that marine layer. Way too much. Like, we we know what it looks like. That's cool that you have footage above the clouds. Like, that's very impressive. I don't know if we need that when you when you leave for a commercial and when you come back. Goodyear's got to get their money money's worth, though. Yeah, and then they did a better job of, like, when Amanda does the interviews, the post-round, like, showing golf during that. Mm-hmm. I cannot stand when they are just, you know, let's talk to a guy who was, you know, let's talk to Spieth about, like, why he was trash all weekend. And right. meanwhile, there's, like, you know, stuff going out on the course going on you don't on need to see it live no least. you don't Come back to it if there's something notable yeah so i cbs is cbs i mean that's golf twitter's pretty much they chirp them every time they have a tournament and i think for the most part rightfully so um but they they did an okay job uh espn was great svp was good mm-hmm. i think he deserves some credit they did a good job yeah the coverage, uh, it's become a thing on, on Twitter to complain about golf coverage. It's like a, a golf guy thing that people are doing. Uh, it doesn't seem that necessary to me. The coverage is good enough for me. I don't know. I'm just glad they had Top Tracer on there. Yeah, for I feel like idiots it's, like me, like if you don't really, have that, then I'm a little pissy. It's really better than it was like a year or two ago. They, they have the, the Top Tracer on more shots. Mm-hmm. They, they've at least figured some of that out. Nance, I could go without i i mean i okay i agree with you i'll take van pelt over nance every day of the week well they just show more golf on espn it seems like they do and more so many more commercials on cbs but as as we mentioned there's really no point in complaining right they're not going to change well shit. here's okay we were actually texting about this yesterday and those guys are aware of the criticism um i think nance did no laying ups podcast a uh, month or two ago 
And you've got Joe Buck, who's done no laying up a couple times, who when they were doing, uh, you know, Fox, when they had the U.S. Open, he was texting the no laying up guys, like, how's it, you know, does everything look good? Are we, are we, you know, covering it well? Like mid, mid, mid round. So it's like that gets to them. So I don't know if it's ever going to change it with CBS. Probably not. CBS just has a template that they stick to and they throw in some golf in between their, like, their little, um, I don't know, montages. And AIG, oh my God! If I say, dude, I'm sorry for all the financial advisors out there catching strays from me on Twitter, but AIG just set y'all back ten years. One thing CBS did do though is put Phil in the booth. Yeah, thoughts there. Phil. A lot of people were super horny for Phil. I feel like he would get really annoying. Like he, the novelty is cool. It's he's a good change in, in pace small back. doses. I, I think he's he's pretty good to have in there. He can't carry a whole broadcast I, though. See, I don't want regular Phil. I want, like, for lack of a better term, power plant Phil. The Phil that is in these insane one minute uh, Twitter videos where he's talking about just hitting missiles and drinking optimized coffee and doing the insane shit he does. Like, I really don't want him talking about a nine footer in a calm, casual way. I want him just. Being an insane fifty-three-year-old uh, psycho. Maybe I'm maybe I'm the only one here. No, I like that. I just think so. It can, he he gets in there immediately, makes a joke. Faldo doesn't get it. It's awkward off the off the rip. It's just like painful to watch. I've got secondhand embarrassment, and I, I tweeted out, I was like, get Phil out of there. And it wasn't so much because I thought Phil was going to bomb. I was just like, I can't deal with this lack of chemistry, and the and the little bit of chirping back and forth with him and Faldo. It made it. Made it awkward, but a lot of people were uh, wanting to want to see Phil in the booth more. I don't know. It'll take time, I think. Uh, you know, with anything, it, even if he's got something that people are going to want over a big period of time, like it's just going to take. You know, like you said, chemistry is key there. Yeah. If he wants to come in and talk about his optimized coffee, though, I'd be happy with that. Himalayan pink salt. Uh, what else? Oh, cinnamon. It's a natural anti-inflammatory. MCT People forget oil. that. MCT. Fill you up. It's brain fuel. I got a question for you, Micah. Is college football dead? That's what it says here on the rundown. That's uh, That appears to be where we are at the moment. I'm uh, dreading this whole apparently, conversation. Yeah, uh, me too. I, I don't, <laughs> Why are you dreading it? I, 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 I want to lay out the facts here, but it's... I think we will all end this conversation and feel no more informed, but knowing that the outcome is likely inevitable. And by the time we finish recording this podcast, enough new information will surface <laughs> that this is totally outdated. Because when we sat down an hour ago, I feel like the narrative has already changed. Mm -hmm. Apparently, the Big Ten presidents are meeting at 5 p.m. Central today. So, I, I mean, I, within 48 hours, I think we're going to know. The two top headlines on ESPN.com right now are... Trump supports players advocating for fall season, and Harbaugh advocates for fall football, cites, and in quotes it just says, facts, because Harbaugh's statement gave no actual facts. <laughs> he also he had just a, said, I support facts. He also, okay. um, he also ended his, uh, his letter, his note. it wasn't in the notes app, but it should have been with a, with a Theodore Roosevelt quote. Mm. That's good. There are also a couple typos there. And then the third headline, <laughs> sources... Power Five talking about no-fault football. So, uh, again, 48 hours from now. Next week we'll have a better idea, but uh, none of it's good, and I don't like it. And if they're going to seriously punt to the to the spring, I'm okay with that. But then there's the school of thought that 
there's no way they're playing two football seasons within a yeah. calendar year. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know how that works. To lay out, I guess, I what's know. happened over the last week or so since we've last touched on this, the lower tiers of NCAA, Division Two, Division Three, FCS, and then whatever D3 is also called, have basically all come out and said that they're delaying until the spring. They're not doing any fall sports. They haven't explicitly said that they're doing spring football, uh, but they're saying they're not doing fall. Uh, Ivy League was probably the first two or three weeks ago. Uh, and then we talked about the Pac-12 letter from all the players and their list of demands last week. Well, sometime last night around 10-ish o'clock, we get a similar like collective hashtag we want to play and hashtag let us play united voice from Trevor Lawrence amongst several other college football stars. But that was in reaction to the fact that there were rumors of the Big Ten meeting, like Micah said today, to discuss delaying and or canceling the fall football season. Why did that happen? Well, the MAC came out last week. Of all people, shout out Maction. First on the week, first in the, your hearts. Uh, Bowling Green's AD was kind of the, the leader in the clubhouse there, of saying the states in which the MAC lies in, Ohio, Michigan. Um, I want to say they've got a presence in Indiana, Ball State's uh, in their conference, and a others maybe kentucky i think like in tennessee middle tennessee is also mac um so that whole swath of the country is just beginning to heat up with more and more cases the big 10 overlaps with a lot of those same states so while you may be talking about two different tiers when it comes to revenue generated when it comes to size of alumni alumni base you're still talking about two like similar state entities within the state and a lot of power being swayed if you're Eastern Michigan and Central Michigan and Western Michigan, all three in the MAC, canceling your sports, but your Michigan and Michigan State saying, oh, no, but we can do it, that's not going to jive very well within the state uh, at a state level. So MAC was the first domino of FBS Division One teams to fall. Then we get the rumor about Big Ten, and then we get all of these players posting that we still want to play, and then 5 o'clock today we have the discussion. Michael yep. was hitting us with some DP quotes this morning. <laughs> <laughs> It's Dan Patrick. The sportscaster, not the former sportscaster who's now the lieutenant governor. Different Dan Patrick. But, but equal, like you respect he both of them sports equally. I, that's news to me. Oh, yeah. Don't, let, this isn't the, the Micah right Micah hates that guy. <laughs> uh, Come on. <laughs> apparently Trevor it. Lawrence and like 10 other guys Justin got on Justin Fields a, is a big name, Yeah, they too. got on a Zoom call last night, and one guy who was on this call, I think goes to Oregon, uh, is like a, a design guy. And he he drew up the he got in Photoshop and drew up the the logo and or the little thing that everybody shared on social media in like twenty minutes. He said he had twenty minutes to save the world. It's a pretty good quote. Oh my! And God. then it, I don't know about that. One minute before Eastern, <laughs> or one minute before midnight Eastern time, Lawrence sent out the the tweet or Instagram or whatever. So at first, he people were like, button. "We want to play," and people are mashing that retweet button. And then the next one is like basically like we're sort of want a union. And a lot of the people that mashed that retweet button were not so much mashing it because shortly if, after. If there are two circles that are further apart, it is the uh, people who are in support of uh, labor unions and uh, supporting labor rights and those that are real diehard to see their SEC pushing, football. Yeah, pushing SEC football. <laughs> Danny Cannell came out. Somebody posted a tweet that he had. that he There was a series of tweets where he's like, I'm so glad these players are making their voices heard. And then like two tweets later was like, being heard is one thing, but organizing a union, that's something totally <laughs> whoa, different. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, my God. 
I mean, I, I, I will just go on record as saying that, uh, you know, just because 10 dudes got on a Zoom call and said, let's start a union doesn't mean there's a union forming. Uh, so we should probably tone that down just a little bit. This doesn't seem like a, uh, a major shift, but perhaps it's the start of a big moment. I, I don't want to get anywhere near that. Bomani had a good quote, a good tweet. It was like, oh, it was like early on. He's like, so now y'all care what the college football players have to say. And I think that's a really good point because, you know, before, especially on, on, on the social justice stuff, nobody's like, oh, you know, you're not there for that. You're there to play. And now it's the roles have flipped. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, we touched on a little bit last week when we talked about how they felt like all of these things were intertwined of wanting to basically organize to have their voices heard on social justice issues, to talk about getting paid. Now they're saying you need to respect our voices and allow us to play, which is a whole different pivot because, you know, whatever. It's it's in my opinion, it's it's not going to matter. Everything that these players are saying will not matter. Yeah. Get, there's one narrative I just want to strike dead before it happens which is the uh, uh you everybody knows who's making this narrative argument but that so much of the college football media doesn't want the college football season to happen and it's it, the joke's going to be on them because they're all going to lose their jobs that's so fucking stupid i'm sorry i can't handle this argument that that uh just because some guy who writes for sports illustrated is actively rooting for college football not to happen and he's going to end up getting laid off, and it's going to prove him right. Like, if he if he stood on a table and said, play college football, it's going to change anything. This virus is taking over the whole fucking country. This has nothing to do with some bozo sports writers. Nah, I'm, man. Facts, I'm, not fear, Micah. I can't handle this. And if Clay Travis wants to come in here and debate me, <laughs> I will only meet him in a fist exhibition. That fucking guy. So you're challenging Clay Travis to a fist. I am. And not an actual fight. There won't be a winner or a loser. It'll That's be an exhibition, an exhibition of fists. <laughs> an exhibition of for funsies. fist and kicks. Well, you're undefeated Legs. in exhibitions. That's true. I, I think there's something to be said for the schools coming to the table now to discuss whether or not they can play. I think what's bothersome to me is that people are looking at or grasping at straws. The contingency of people are like, let them play. They should be playing. Things are you know better now or improving or whatever. That whole contention, I'm not actively rooting one way or another. Allow people to play when it's safe to play. Play or don't. I will support the schools one way or the other. I think that there is a question that goes unanswered, and I think Bamani also tweeted out, or somebody did, is what's the first school going to do when a player dies or a person p- close to a player? Like, right. There's only so many Tom Rinaldi stories that we're going to be able to run on the back of this of uh, – you know, this player got Boy, this, sick, and now we've got to name, you know, an entrance to the stadium after him. This is setting up for Rinaldi pretty oh, nice. Yes. Either Louis, way. Either way. St. Louis Post-Dispatch had a story today about a kid who was uh, a freshman at Indiana who got the virus and is now is hospitalized. And he mm-hmm. could be – they're saying he could be the Ro- the Rudy Gobert of college football. Like, he's the first oh, guy to get Oh, you don't want to be it, that. Which is not good. That's yeah. unfair because Rudy was so much more than the first guy. He was also actively joking about getting people infected before right. he knew. But this, the reality of this is that like we've seen dozens of kids at a lot of schools have this. And statistically, if you've got 20 people that have this, it doesn't matter how good a shape they are, one of them's going to end up in the hospital or two of them's going to end up hospitalized and one of them might end up dead. And now we've got Rinaldi. It's just – yeah. It's not great. The risk is there. I mean, I don't want to get into the waters of all of that as much as, like, the part about 
whether or not we're going to have college football, I don't think any of us can sit here and answer the question. We, we may or we may not. We'll, we'll get back to you on that. We obviously hope that we will. Check back next week. We will have a lot more content to uh, discuss. Um, but the discussions that are being had now, I guess what I wanted, I put the consequences of one spring season. Like what dominoes fall if we just say we're pushing everything to the spring? If you're Trevor Lawrence and you're you know potentially the number one pick, I don't care how – you know, Tim Tebow, diehard you are for college football and your brothers. Are you going to be skipping all of uh, combine season and draft prep to go out there and play for, you know, reason? I don't know. You know, and then I see Joe Burrow post that if had this happened last year, he probably would still be you know trying out for a job. Right. So what are the consequences if you move to a spring season, both for players and then you know, I could care less about the revenue. The money will be made and made up. Yeah, I just – I don't like the fact that no one's hit up the big baby drip god to see, like, where, what he thinks about it. <laughs> it's true. What does this mean to the largest 12-year-olds in America who are going to miss <laughs> gonna mean, miss like, a football season? I mean, he's still going to get recruited. What does this recruited, do for his development? Yeah, I mean, he's got to – you got to go out there and actively create tape for these guys to look at. I don't – I don't know. I just wish somebody would think of him and, you know, the rest of the high school athletes out there. What do you think Mel Kuyper's doing right now? Mike Mayock, when they're seeing the lack of game film just disintegrate before their eyes, like that's their like human lubricant. (laughs) Boy, that is the (laughs) toughest of scenes for those two. (laughs) I don't know. It's, it's, it's going to be interesting. Again, yeah. Like I really, this is one of those things. Maybe it's because there's, it's developing so rapidly and I'm getting most of my knowledge from Twitter and Micah, but like, I don't really have like a good, strong opinion either way. Like I really want, I think Trevor Lawrence said this. There's a lot of players that if they go home, they're going to be worse off because they're, they come from bad situations, um, and it's going to they're going to be able to be more um, health conscious. Make their family stuck with medical bills. Yeah, and all that. yeah. I and I don't know. I just don't know how true that is. I mean, I, I know there's that's a part of it, but it's just I there's really no there's no really great outcome here. I feel like there's, unless players, we defeat the invisible. The players enemy. find themselves in a position of power for the first time and maybe forever, which is a really interesting dynamic. And I, I don't know. It's just it's going to be kind of wild to see how the, the chips fall on this one. Yeah. But they have a serious bargaining chip. Like, we, we don't – like, obviously there's some outspoken sign. They do want to play. But there are also guys that, like, we're not going to risk it. We're gonna, we are don't, we don't want to play. And, and uh, of course, we've got all the terms that we laid out last week. It's, it's, inter- it's an interesting season. Has anybody at Texas spoken out? Not that I know of. I saw Charlie Brewer. They were Baylor sticking Bears to own. star uh, like star players, I think. Oh, I'm just wow. kidding. Talking about stars, though, like let's say they, they push football to the spring. Yeah. And we don't get Trevor Lawrence and we don't get the 10 best players in college football. That doesn't bother me at all. There will be 10 new ones who are maybe not as good, but like, it's like, not going to College football is not a star-driven sport necessarily. I, don't, I mean, yeah, I don't, it I don't need be, Trevor Lawrence in uniform to make me enjoy a college that's football right. season. That's where I am. Yep. And if that means we have one very strange season where they play in the spring, I'm all for it. Even if it means we don't have any first-round talent guys. Like, who cares? I think it's where everything everyone pushes about college football every single year comes back to bite you in the ass. That we always you – know, the royal we talks about how it's so much more than the game. It's so much more than the players. It's the tradition. It's the pageantry. It's everything else, and not one person has come out and like had a co like a cohesive thought of like, 
this is what football will look like in college sports. They're like, oh, well, this school, this conference, this team will do this. Like, it's all been so fragmented that, like, you can – you could have pictured the NBA bubble and there were concrete information about what it would look like. Same thing with hockey. As bad as baseball plan, baseball's plan has shown itself to be, you understood what it is. I couldn't coherently tell you what the NFL's plan aside from to say, oh, basically baseball, kind of the same thing. Like, in college, I don't know. Michigan came out and said they've had like 353 tests and nobody's tested positive over the eight weeks that they've been together, but that's Michigan. Okay. What about Michigan state who shut down their program and sent their players home? Maryland's done the same thing. And it's like, there's no, you know, uh, unified approach to how they're handling it. So I don't think there's anything people can push for aside from, Oh shit, let them boys play. Yeah. Yeah. Have there been any, uh, has anyone tried to grandstand like politically with this yet? Like, uh, you know, local congressman. Oh, I, I thought you were like, going to start I, at the top. Congressman Jim Johnson. Johnson? Jim Johnson? Oklahoma? The, from Ohio? Ohio. The guy who was the wrestling mm, coach? Also the Midwest. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was going viral. He's uh, the guy that Ted Cruz was championing to wrestle uh, somebody in like an exhibition on the, his behalf. It was really cool. passed. <laughs> he tweeted out something like America needs college football God. and uh, he's been quote tweeted a lot Trump Trump tweeted it like as we started recording mm-hmm. yeah he says play college football exclamation so did he retweet a, la- a pro labor tweet did you tell me that yes earlier? that's what the headline said mm, he retweeted uh, Trevor Lawrence's call for like you know respecting the players common voice or something along those lines mm. I don't know there's th- more to come on that fair enough Let's. Uh, I don't want to burn up our whole day on on college football, but it's yeah, it's getting. But more, I don't want to cut more, you off more interesting. No, that's that's. I mean, I I wish I had more to say intelligently, but I don't think I do. Yeah. If I had anything to begin with, I would like to talk NBA. A little bubble talk. <laughs> you guys good with some bubble talk? Yeah. All right, get your Lucas stuff out of the way, Dave. Let's go. I. You know, I don't know if I need that. I I feel like that's <laughs> just torpedoing me. I mean, look, I'm he, just kidding. Look, he went off. He went off. They're playing right now. He's, he's sitting. Talented young man. He's 21. Just keep that in mind. Uh, he went off against the Bucks. Number one defense in the NBA. Number one defense in the NBA. Some people are like, oh, well, the Bucks don't have anything to play for, which that might be true, but they did sure look like it in crunch time. They didn't. It's not like they were uh, saving Giannis or anything. He played till he fouled out, right? Luka goes for 36, 14 rebounds, and 19 assists. Uh, in that win over uh, Milwaukee. Dylan, do you know how many times somebody's put up a 36, 14, and 19 line in NBA history? Um, I one. assume it's not many. Oh, okay. One. One time. Luca. that's the list. Mm. He's averaging 33, 11, and 11 in five games in the campus. So that seems good. They're 2-2. Two and two. They're pretty much uh, they're five games in. I yeah, think they're three and two. this is their fifth game today. Oh. They are uh, – they're pretty much – they've cemented the seven seed. So yeah. they're either – they're probably getting the Clippers. I know there's a cha- an outside chance that Denver overtakes uh, the Clippers. But that's not a good matchup for them. It's put- it's honestly the worst matchup yeah, for them. Yeah, you don't want the Clippers. The Clippers, no one wants them, but the Mavs really don't. They've never looked good. There's never been a close game with the Clippers, to my knowledge. I went to one. The first Luka game I went to was against the Clippers, and they were just Kawhi, – Kawhi and Paul George, that combo is just too much. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, looking at the teams that are going to be leaving the bubble here soon, Pelicans, Kings, Wizards are out, Sixers are in a bad way. They mm-hmm. just got banged up. 
it's going to very quickly get down to like the top four. Well, actually, the West is going to be interesting, like seven on up. Um, but the East, it's, you're you're going to be seeing the Bucks sweep the East essentially, or they're going to run into the Raptors, and that's that's what everybody's going to be waiting on. Um, the question I wanted to get at here is a lot of talk was made about when LeBron went to the West. Generic ESPN question here of if this Dallas team had swapped positions with Atlanta, are we talking about a LeBron-esque decade out of Luka? Sands, you know, he matches up well with the Bucks, so I wouldn't even say that the Bucks would stop it. Like That's interesting. Ten years of dominating an entire conference and going to finals, if that were the case. Um. Are you saying that we won't get that now with them in the West? What are you trying to say, KJ? Do you not believe? I'm saying there are teams that we're about to talk about that will pose an interest. I don't want to see Luca have to play against Kawhi, <laughs> Paul George, and then Pat Beverly behind that. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want anything to do with Pat Beverly because Luca. Luca already has enough. The the referees get under his skin enough. I don't need Pat Beverly out there. Like Jeez. busting him up. Modern day Bruce Bowen. Oh can we get God. to some of the bubble beef that's happening? The bubble beef. Great segue. Can I can I just read this? This I, I took this from uh yeah. from Black Sports Online. Shouts to Robert Latell. PSO. Yeah. Uh here's the headline. Damian Lillard's sister Lene tells Paul George he got, quote, a stripper hoe pregnant. PG's girlfriend, uh, Daniela Ratchik, calls Dame's sister a fat cow. The short version of the nice. story is that Dame missed a couple of clutch free throws, costing the Blazers a win against the Clippers. Pat Bev and Paul George clowned him for it during the game. Dame, after the game, said that Paul George and Pat Bev were just mad. He sent them home in the playoffs. They then replied by saying the Blazers are about to go home themselves, and that caused Dame to say Paul George was a team hopper and a chump. <laughs> Running from the grind, I believe. This said. then Things seemed to calm down, but then Dame's sister, Lene, went on AG to take shots at Pat Bev and Paul George's girlfriend. It's quite a scene. And it should be noted that George's girlfriend was indeed a stripper, and they have quite an interesting story about how they ended up as a couple. Nobody else is is covering this. Like, What's that BSO. story? Uh, I, I, it's best not to get into it, but check out Black Sports Online for, for Okay. More. That's quite the tease. Yeah. Is this, are you saving There's it for video. Micah's Read of the Week? <laughs> no, no, I linked to the I, I video, but Micah's it's not really worth getting into. Micah just reading the lyrics to WAP. Uh, one <laughs> uh, Micah reading lap, rap lyrics is a whole other show. <laughs> Man, um, can we get Randy to read that live on live stream? Just the lyrics to up. Well, so, someone did that. We could pretty much get him to do whatever. <laughs> Some podcast did that actually. I think it was a, probably a, a barstool one. Oh uh, well, there they you did have a dramatic it. reading of WAP. There you All out it. myself. Yeah. I have not. I have not listened to WAP yet. Do you know what WAP stands for? W A P. I've got an idea. Take a guess. Wet. Correct. Mm. Ass. You're correct again. Party. Yep. There it is. <laughs> dude, I knew it. That's that's sick, dude. Dude, I'm throwing a wet-ass party for that if you want to come through. I love a good – I better than a dry party. <laughs> hey, uh, who whose side are we on on this? I don't know. I, I love any of the NBA drama. NBA is the best league by far for this stuff. Um, I, I'm with Dame because Dame is just balling in the bubble too. Like he is he hitting – crazy three-pointers he's almost like taking like uh like steph curry kind of shots now where he's just shoot playing with unbelievable confidence falling left yeah. falling right firing 30 footers to it's his crazy. point he did send the rockets home when they had pat beverly mm -hmm. with just the most like everybody's seen that courtside view of him hitting that three and then and waving then, to him and then waving to him and then against the thunder sent russ and paul george home 
I'm Team Dame here. I like the guy a lot. Um, I don't have a problem with team hopping though. Like that, it's it's you get if you're good enough to control the, your destination and which city you and put yourself in the most advantageous situations. Why not do it? I don't know. See, this is Dylan's way of saying he's going to the ringer. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean though? Like if if you can control your own destiny, like this is your career you're yeah. talking about here. If you want to decide which team you're playing for and where you reside, yeah, and reside, he did. And, and to be fair to Paul George, he didn't say, "Please move me to Oklahoma City." Yeah. Like, he right. did get a yeah. trade out of OKC, like if, if OK, and I wouldn't blame him because, you know, it's not a great Midwestern city. If right? OKC drafts <laughs> me out of college, right? It's a good town. I don't feel like I owe my, my life to Oklahoma City. If someone if they didn't pick me up, you know, Portland would have or Dallas would. You know, right. someone's going to pick me up. If, if, if you worked for Xerox and they said, you're going to go to Indiana, move, you're moving to Indianapolis— <laughs> And you'd be like, okay, I'll go spend a few years a there. Terrible state. And then they're like, guess what? We're transferring you to Oklahoma City. You'd be like, send my ass to L.A. I'm, I need <laughs> yeah. out of here. And like, so who wants to live in mad. L.A.? There's nothing wrong with that. I don't mean that. No offense to anyone in the state of Indiana. Sycamore State's a, a proud, proud Midwestern part of the breadbasket or something or other. Sorry, Randy. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with your reasoning, but... Uh, as it applies to Luca and the Mavs, like um, <laughs> I do respect when people will play their careers Timmy in one, D, in one place. I think it's cool. I really do. I will say that people like Harrison Barnes are the people that I I I'm, will hold above either party. The ones that will, whether they get traded, signed somewhere, whatever, but immediately like entrench themselves into the communities and like full blown ride, do charities, whatever. I'm not saying you've got to go and give back every single place that you go. But, like, what Harrison Barnes did in, like, the short two or three years that he was in Dallas yeah, really blew my mind. Even after that, like, he had left, he, he, yep. he gave money to something, something um, local. Uh, I can't recall. But he was there to be to donate to, like, the children of the police officer families yeah. in that era. And then stuff two or three years later, Amber Geiger uh, stuff. I That's think right. Was, was you know who else left a legacy? Chandler Parsons. Dude. Who goes into a new CP. city and really – he, left he donates it. in a different way. <laughs> and I imagine when he returns to Dallas, he continues to donate. He brings the drip, I'm sure. Well, you know, he's roll okay. <laughs> he's rolling Manziel now. That's bad. That's yeah, bad. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's the move. He had that bad car accident where like he got hit by a drunk driver. Oh, I didn't know. I this. think he's yeah, I think he's okay, but like I think it was very scary. Mm. Um let's see here. I, I didn't even see this Draymond story. What did he say on Inside the NBA? Oh, the, this is the tampering thing? Yeah. yeah. Devin Booker. I saw the clip. He was just like, Devin Booker's got to get out of there, and yeah. uh, maybe he should come. I think he said maybe he should come play with us. But I think he just said, like, he's got to go play for somebody else. The Suns are 5-0, and oh, right? Like They are 5-0. They're the hottest the team in the yes. pub. I call it the pub. It was a weird thing. It, the the clip seemed it, – it's inside the NBA. Like, you should be allowed to say anything you want there. That show is not a very serious program. It's my favorite show, but it's – no one should be fine by, about what they say on that show. 50 grand. I know yeah, these 50K guys, in a second. It's literally money, like a 10-second clip. That should be like a safe space. NBA, that's, that's right. like TNT's got to cover that, I would imagine. Yeah, they probably you know, do. I'm sure that they're like, all right, hey, you know, you're get, we're getting enough replays out of this, whatever. Was he on there with Chuck? Because they legitimately yes. don't like each other. They've squashed their beef. they squashed now. it? Well, on set they have. Who knows if it's – On set. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Draymond strikes me as the kind of guy who doesn't squash beef seasonally. JaVale McGee's not going on there anytime soon, I can tell you that much. <laughs> Oh, I miss that. I miss or it was Shaq. Well, Shaq Javel. is clown yeah, not, JaVale not, McGee not, for... Not Barclay, but yeah, Shaq would put JaVale McGee on Shaq and a fool oh. every single time Shaq and a fool existed and to the point where JaVale McGee's mom got involved and was like, 
talk trash because JaVale McGee's mom played in the WNBA when Shaq was in the NBA. I guess they're kind of familiar with one another. And it became – it just spiraled. Anyhow. Interesting. Anything else on the bub? I'm still very pro-bub. It's fun. It's fun. I mean, it's working. Yeah, it sure as hell is. It's a lot of fun. Very into it. There's a, I, I'm, and you guys, I should be applauded right now because I am, uh, I'm not even paying attention to the Mavs right now. Like, they're playing as we speak. And I don't have it on wow. another screen. How about that? I'm doing nothing but You didn't check the, the box score sheet. or anything? Nope. Okay. Nothing, man. We do have some one-hitters here. Is this a new seg, Micah? <laughs> Only if you have a new sound effect for it. Well, let's just run this one back. Kind of makes me want to breeze through some stories. I thought we're saving that for Run It Back. I thought that's the official Run It Back music. <laughs> so I say we're jumping. We're still up. working out the kinks here. A's Astros, you're an Astros guy. Bench is clear. By the way, Rangers with a sweep over the weekend. Mm. Back in it, actually in a playoff spot at the moment. Astros uh, hit. This Astros, Astros have hit. lost like six in a row, five in a row. I don't know. I, I don't know that. I know that they hit four A's yesterday. Uh, and that the guy who's like the main whistleblower on this whole thing is now an A. So the Astros are sending a message. And he, is he the guy who got hit twice? No, it's a pitcher, I think, who was the guy who, okay. who blew the whistle. Yeah, there's a, some backstory here. Uh, Dave Stewart made some comments called Astros cheaters or something. Look, this, this I think, is the hitting coach who kind of instigated the thing, the Astros hitting coach. I read he had a negative comment about Laureano's mom. He, he did? did. He did basically visibly say, "Bring it to this guy." This guy's a a, a putz, man. The, fuck this guy. He had the squad in front of him. If you're gonna get hit twice, that was intentional. Um, you are allowed to be upset. Agree. And you're allowed to. Baseball is full of unri- like unwritten rules. There, there's you know. No r- deep fakes, for example. Yeah. Rule you, number one. Things self-correct, right? And. This this hitting coach, I don't know. It's got a lot of problems with the way he did it. Did you want a Don Zimmer Pedro uh, reenactment <laughs> at the end of this? <laughs> I mean, why? First of all, why is the hitting coach getting involved like this? That's usually how it goes. It's a fringe guy. He had a uniform on. He had to you know follow through. Feel like he was engaged. Look, the Astros need to take their medicine. People are gonna that are gonna make comments. They're gonna take shots, and they deserve every every bit of it. I'm sorry. You just, I, I agree. That's how it goes, Blueberry Fago. I mean, yeah, if you if you get plunked <laughs> twice in a game, you're, you're going to be upset and, and, and whatever. But I do love the idea of just recklessly Leroy Jenkins running into the dugout. Oh, of, it was of, it was awesome. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, it didn't work out. But you know nothing, like, too bad is going to happen. Like, you're, yeah. you're not going to get jumped. I think know? that's I mean, what you're banking on. Yeah, nothing too bad is going to happen. People are, are always going to interject you just gotta and hope, stop it from getting ugly. you got to hope that there's not, like, a 46-year-old alpha yeah. there to put you in a headlock and then just pummel you. The only time damage can happen is when a, a batter rushes the mound and you have about three seconds to get shots in. Then, yeah. then everyone gets there and breaks it up. That's it. To, to sprint at a dugout like that when there are a wall of people in front, a wall of guys in front of you, nothing too bad's going to happen. I've always but wanted was to see a, a pitcher execute like a spinning back kick or like a or something at a guy charging <laughs> or like sweet chin music. Like, Wait, didn't somebody try to pull that? Um, you have my attention. Yeah, I, I, I will have to find it, but I'm going to say uh, a pitcher um, <sighs> from the Dodgers. And I can't – I'm not going to guess his name because it will be interpreted as an insensitive comment. Okay. But I will find it. I would love there was a spinning there's a famous. Kick. There's a famous video of um, – I think it's a minor league game. Some dude gets 
gets beaned, and he he turns around, he kicks the catcher in the in the face mask, <laughs> and then he sprints he sprints to the mound to attack the pitcher. Really funny. Um, probably shouldn't do that, but a funny video nonetheless. Chanho Park. Chanho. Oh, Park. former yep. Ranger, great. Exactly. Best Are contract you- in baseball. I'm gonna pull that up for. Uh, oh, I remember that. Yeah. Okay. Let me uh, Good call. scrub it as we're. Cont- oh yeah, here we go. Are we gonna get to watch this in real oh, time? Yeah. Here you go in real time. I don't know if how much that'll render on. on the- oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember. <laughs> okay. That's a full blown thrown kick for I, sure. I love the idea of a pitcher like getting in like a Muay Thai stance, you know, just like knee up, just checking them. That's just. Good. That's good stuff. That there. is good. Shout out to the cutoff sleeve. Uh, Ooh, that's a bot. That's kicked to the body, man. That's going to affect them later. Jerseys rounds. need to make a comeback. I like that a lot. Uh, yeah, so I don't know what's going to come of this. I mean, I think I said this on Twitter, and I mean it. Like, I feel like the A's and the Astros should basically have to forfeit their seasons. <laughs> There's not a place for that in the game, despite well, what Dylan and Mike just Astros, said that we're valid. They sh- they the Astros know. just need to be thankful that they're they're the stands they're, are empty. You know, like. Th- that's true. COVID is the best thing to happen for the for the, the twenty twenty season. I know we already mentioned that, but just take your medicine. You, you got caught cheating, and now you got to pay for it a little bit. You get to keep your ring. Now you got to you're gonna have to deal with some jeers and some you know some high some high and tight fastballs. Uh, let's see. We got Cardinals canceling another series. I yeah. my prediction early on that the, this was going to end in like two weeks didn't come to fruition which i'm happy about i think I, I i came back and revised my take but what is it is this bad is this something i should be worried about i'll be I, honest i've been paying more attention to uh pirates, golf and basketball the pirates are the series that they canceled i think what's going to be interesting is how they're going to make some of these up i know that at one point they're playing like a couple days of double headers of seven inning games um to catch up on some of these games I just want to see the chaos that ensues uh, from cancellations and having to make them up prior to October if there are teams that actually impact the playoff outcome. So uh, I think it's worth tracking, not really worth being too concerned about. Um, I've got the bracket pulled up for NHL uh, because the NHL is now going into uh, their playoffs. Stars won a game. Stars won a game. That secured them uh, in the third seed. They will face Calgary. Um Day, uh, day, wow, Dylan's lifelong team, uh, the number one seed, Las Vegas Shouts Golden, Golden Knights. Knights, will be playing uh, Chicago Blackhawks. Ooh, we've got the Avalanche franchise. and uh, the Coyotes. This is also uh, an effort to make sure I know all the mascots. Uh, Blues and let's see, and the Canucks are playing as well, and that's your Western Conference playoffs. I've got no other takes on the East, but uh, Philly, Montreal, Tampa, Columbus, Washington, New York. Boston, Carolina. You know that dude who said that we don't talk hockey or whatever. Exactly, that's, what, what, we're doing. that's like, what we're doing here. He tried to like completely diminish my my roller hockey career as if it was nothing, <laughs> as if I wasn't like first team at Redbird Skateland. Like, <laughs> dude, we just proved you wrong, man. We appreciate your five star review. But. He should know that I also owned not two but three Dallas Stars uh, street hockey sticks that were delivered by Pizza Hut along with three oh, orange the wood hockey balls. Yes. With the b- braid straight, with no curve. <laughs> very straight. I had blade. one of those sitting on my windowsill in my room. <laughs> oh, yeah. True story. I may or may not have uh, caused my neighbor to get stitches from taking one of those to the back of his head on accident, but uh, it happened. Damn. Man. Straight to the dome? Yeah. It wasn't an accident? Um, no, I think he got in a fight with my brother, and I took a stick and remedied it. Remedied it. Uh, it, you know, it happens. 
Anyhow, <laughs> wow. shout out to the back-to-back. Back, more uh, on that. <laughs> the back-to-back back, uh, PLL champions, the Whip Snakes. Somebody also pointed out that we're not getting enough lacrosse talk. There is the beginning and the end of my lacrosse talk. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I will never have anything to contribute to lacrosse talk. We'll have Shido on to talk lacrosse. <laughs> He'd be, he, I think he's on vacation or something. I just learned that they had there was an actual professional lacrosse league. There are multiple leagues recently. Now. Fort Worth's getting yeah. a team. Shido explained this that the league there's an indoor league and an outdoor league. Which I'm pro indoor. Indoor soccer growing up was so much more fun than Shout outdoor. Out to tattoo. Air tattoo. Let's go side. Love kick. air conditioning. <laughs> Fort Worth's getting a team. I'll support it. I don't know if Austin has a team. Have you ever been to a, a lacrosse game live? No. No. I haven't either at it any level. It looks dope, though. My high school did not I, offer that. My high school did play lacrosse. We did, too. And no be nice. I did not play. Uh, I was too busy being a you know a varsity baseball player to really pay much attention oh to that God. fucking lame sport. But I will say oh, this. My geez. sister played, I, and like so I've been to many of the games. The universal thing for people whose parents watched four years of kids playing lacrosse is that no one in the stands knows any of the rules. The game is, is basically just like nobody really knows what's happening. And the Austin lacrosse community this many years ago back when I was there was like the same like four guys. Like we had a, a lacrosse coach and he was a real asshole and they fired him. And then he would just be like the referee for all the other games. <laughs> and then like the guy they hired was the guy who was the referee for the games the year before. So it's it's a very tight-knit community. So shouts to Shido. Is that a tough in-person watch because everybody kind of looks the same and like you can't tell who's got what do you the mean by that ball <laughs> what just throwing out bear traps oh <laughs> oh jesus <laughs> you know what i'm saying though yes did they do like a bunch nope. of white guys with sick lettuce sticking out of their helmets <laughs> i mean that there's the yeah you just it's just it's very uh homogenous you don't know where the ball is you never know what the ball gonna do yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I just don't know anything about the sport. Yeah, I don't either. And now then you'll see like a sick highlight of someone doing behind the back shot, making it. From, it looks cool. Yeah, from twenty yeah. yards. All the out dudes I know that were that played in high school that were supposedly really good. Like when I knew them, I was like, "You're not that athletic." So is it just like the guys who were playing? You were playing because against? not many people play the play the sport. Like the private school Dallas leagues, like yeah, there there weren't that many athletes in there. And if there were athletes at your school, they were playing football. Are, in, when I was in high school, which granted was not not recently, um, I remember like having to learn what lacrosse was. People mm -hmm. they started playing it, and I was like, "Fucking what?" Lacrosse? If we were in the Northeast, we probably would know more. Yeah, for I, sure. I didn't know much about it at all. I didn't yeah. know. I have a cousin who played field hockey. She was really good. Oh yeah, and that's a sport. I don't even. That, that's her. that sounds Northeast. That I'm hell. further away from understanding what the hell that is either. But shout out to uh, the last time any lacrosse was like Columbia and Virginia were the big college powerhouses. So. Whenever that stopped, that's when I checked out. Hey, who's who's Marty Genetti? No idea. Marty Genetti. Yeah. Genetti. Who is he? He's a professional wrestler. Uh, he was uh, <laughs> Shawn Michaels. Uh, you, are you familiar with Shawn Michaels? Yeah. HBK. Kind of. Rock yeah. San Antonio Zone. Yeah. He was his uh, his tag team partner back in the eighties. Before the he went out and just became HBK. So that we the most out. famous Did Marty. Did he kill a guy? He uh, claims he made someone disappear uh, via a Facebook post when he was thirteen years old. He claims it's – well, no, no. It's a new Facebook post about a story of – he, he, he threatened he to make – he said, you wouldn't be the first person I made disappear. And then he goes into a story about how he killed a guy when he was buying weed from a guy uh, behind a bowling alley at age 13, and the guy put his hands on him. 
and they made him disappear, and they should Into look the in the Chattahoochee River. No offense, Lacrosse, but you just got uh, side by your stories told side by side with Marty Janetti's Facebook posts. Yeah, that that was that's <laughs> the, the quick hits. The first problem here is that Marty Janetti is posting that anyone is posting on Facebook, really. But um, TMZ, the Columbus, Georgia Police Department, has now opened this case. <laughs> So thanks. So to way to the, go, look, Marty. Look for the podcast episode. <laughs> Anytime that yeah, can't wait for Serial <laughs> season four, the Genetti. Never a good sign when a retired wrestler's posting anything on Facebook. <laughs> like nothing good's <laughs> gonna it. come from that. Undefeated. Uh, oh, high school sports update. Tyler Lee and Tyler High School. Oh yeah, is that Tyler John Tyler? Is that Tyler what it John is? Tyler. So this very... is really, we're talking East Texas now. Yeah, East Texas name which, change. Which is bigger news, the West Texas team or the East Texas team? We did mention Midland Lee changing their name a couple weeks right, back, but right. now the East Texas Tyler Lee powerhouse, uh, Tyler that's Lee big. Red Raiders. That's big, too. I'm going to go with East Texas because uh, there's uh, an organization that is still alive and well yes, out in the Piney Woods. which is kind of why I asked, that, yeah. Uh, wouldn't be scared to burn any effigies in uh, opposition to this decision. Interesting. But, um, I would say that they're, uh, from what I found out the names are, that's the bigger joke is that – they're going to go from Tyler Lee to, like, Tyler Legacy. Yeah, and the issue here, uh, and then the Lee's John one part ones. of it, but John Tyler is also extremely problematic, and that's the namesake of the town. Yeah, John Tyler, you know, slave owner, but also, uh, I want to say, like, the... Um, Senator in the Confederacy? Yes. Something yeah. like I that. I was trying to think of rank, but that some somewhere yeah. along those lines. But, that, that's uh, a lot of notable names from there. Big powerhouse programs. Mm-hmm. It's not Cedric Benson. That's Midland Lake, yeah. but um, uh, Errol Campbell. Errol Campbell. Errol Campbell. Campbell. Rose. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, Mahomes is from the area. He's from Mahomes White is House. Mahomes is there from White House. Yeah. Um, I mean, Tyler Lee's won state title. So is John Tyler, one of the greatest high school, Texas high school football games ever, Plano East and Tyler, John Tyler. So. Oh, yeah. It is. Uh, it, it sounds ridiculous if you're outside of the state, but it, it is very interesting to see uh, Texas step in and – start really changing things that matter to them at what point does uh white settlement get a, a, a rebrand <laughs> so that was a little different <laughs> can we reach out to their like uh, chamber of commerce I mean, and tourism community and see if we can't rebrand for them I, i'm not making excuses for white settlement it's named after a family or something yes. yeah. okay oh is it really i believe so. i thought it was given to them by native americans oh i thought it was a family Which, of like last name white okay but again I'm just reading Google links. I'm not it reading looks the article. Bad. <laughs> it doesn't look good. They it, need to add parentheses. No, not that white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, white settlements one like I think Will or somebody when we anytime we like he's looking at a map of Dallas or we're going somewhere he's like, "Wait, what's white settlement?" I'm like, "I don't know how to explain it, man. It's a town that I've never been in. It's outside of Fort Worth, right?" There you go. There's your one hitters. It's all that matters. Good one hitters. Uh, let's see. Oh, I got an idea. See what everybody's age for. When my team wins a big game, it's good. But when my team doesn't win the big game, you better look out, Buster. I'm a loose cannon. This is not good at all. <laughs> you should have know we're using that. Uh, he's been on vacation, so I haven't texted him. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping someone will like just kind of let him know. Yeah. Very, I, I, I play a lot of Call of Duty with him. I'm interested to see, hear his thoughts. Um, I'll just start, and I'm, this is going to work in a combat sports minute as well. We've got Stipe in D.C., Ooh. three, which oh yeah, I said like two weeks ago I didn't really care to see this fight, and uh, now I do care to see it. I'm going to completely backtrack. I, I'm, I'm excited for it. 
I'm all in. Stipe, whenever Stipe fights, that is, uh, that's a calendar fight for me. That's one. The moment it gets it gets announced, I put that as greatest heavyweight of all time. Yeah, he's my guy. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, the first two have been interesting. The third one should be good too. They're p- fighting in a smaller octagon, which some believe will give DC a, a bit of a uh, advantage. I will be at a wedding, uh, which I'm looking forward to very much. Um, Sounds like it. Yes, and <laughs> and uh, hopefully I can watch this cage fight from the back of How the. How many uh, eggplants? Um, since I'm going to be watching on somebody's cell phone in the back of a, a wedding, <laughs> like it's closer to like two and a half or three eggplants okay. out of five. I'm three birthday uh, cakes out if, of five if, on this. If we were pre or post COVID, and the lads, the whole squad, we were posted up somewhere eating some wings. This this is a full five eggplant. Dude, your crib is my favorite place to watch a. I, that means a lot, man. A, a We've com- watched some great cage combat fights. Event. Yeah. Do you remember we watched uh, DC DC uh, Stepe two together at Woodrow's? Yes. With Dan. Yeah. Dan lost a significant sum of money. <laughs> it was <laughs> the, fun. The place erupted too. It's so fun. There was like jujitsu clubs in there that were all like wearing yeah. shirts. Oh man, it was a very threatening atmosphere. Wasn't Dan at a fight at your place one time and he watched it and he lost money? He goes. This was rigged. Get up. He got up and just left immediately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's one time I, he I threw, think, threw that. I'm out of here. I think we had uh, pizza or something and he just didn't. He just left. He, he didn't say thanks. He, just, he didn't didn't clean up. Like, I think he left a six pack and just walked we out. He had Zaw. And we did Zaw one time. But you're you're right. The uh, There's something about watching a cage fight in a sports bar. It's not really my favorite group of people, but it is exciting. And there's no way to replicate that during COVID times. Just, just it's like a, you know there's you're always on the edge of something well, bad happening it's it's like mutual assured destruction because there's so many alphas in there that it almost like cuts the tension because it's like dude there's so many meatheads in here no one's doing anything nobody's doing it it's not like like just one happens to get in there and, and mixes it up uh, but i'll be watching it probably at home i don't know your place is not going to happen so yeah ufc is for some reason i feel like ufc is less tribal in nature than boxing like if you go uh, boxing matches seem to like bring bring a, a tribalistic thing out of people in a way mm. that that ufc doesn't necessarily so get connor involved that's true that's a whole nother a what whole are you nother trying story. to say about the irish uh, you know what i'm trying to say <laughs> <laughs> uh kj what do you age for um you know it's like picking your favorite kid this week i feel like so aside from the stars starting their playoff run. I'll probably tune into that because who knows how long that could be. Uh, I may try to dip my toe into the uh, UEFA Europa League uh, quarterfinals this week just to see what's going on there. I don't know shit about it. I'll, I'll admit that, but I'm not afraid to watch. Okay. How many eggplants? I'm going to go four soft eggplants. Yeah, four <laughs> steamed eggplants. Just a semi-eggplant? Yeah, four semi-eggplants. That's okay. Dylan, how many semi-eggplants for whatever your age for? I'm semi-age to see how the college football discussion progresses over the week. That's meta. Yeah. There you go. Um, nothing else is really is really tipping the scales for me. But, yeah, I, want, I just want to see what, what happens. Some of the decisions need to be made fairly soon, right? Some would say it's a battle of the minds. I'm sure. also a little bit age for the uh, the last two spots in the Western Conference playoffs. Each team has two or three games left. We got They're, a play-in, right? And then plus we'll have a play-in, which really in the grand scheme of sports, far less 
meaningful than than the future of college football. But I am excited to watch some some hoops this weekend. And I'm rating my H level at uh, two uh, very firm eggplants, two out of five. So not not you know not crazy. Is but two firm better than two four they're, seven? They're hard ass eggplants though. Okay. Unlike KJ's. Like hole in the mattress <laughs> style stuff. Well, you said it. Okay. Not me. Um, more combat sports minute. We had Derek Lewis. Uh, tying the all-time heavyweight KO record. Uh, he looked good. And then had to take a shit afterward. Apparently he had to take a poo, a duke. It happens. A, post, a post-round duke. I mean, you saw this clip, right? Yeah, he knew what he was he doing. He knew what he was he's, doing. He's trying to go viral He's an here, Instagram right? guy. He's big on Instagram. Yeah, I think he's got over a million We're followers. Gonna, Where would you be able to see this clip on Instagram? At Too Much Dip Podcast on Instagram. We also put it on the Twitter at Too Much Dip with two Ps on Twitter. Yeah, if you haven't seen the clip, they he's standing by. They're doing the interviews sort of in split locations now because of COVID. And you can clearly go, all right, we're here with Derek Lewis after he's now tied. And the guy goes into like a, a pretty long question. And Derek Lewis like looks off camera and goes, I got to take a shit. <laughs> and it just seemed like he's trying to go viral. And I respect it. He is the uh, he is the my balls were hot guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Uh, he he received quite a bit of notoriety for that moment. Yeah, hot balls. He also was a post game at Little Woodrow's in Houston guy. That's or right. After party at Little Woodrow's after a fight. I was after a fight. He Love definitely that. should not have won. Um, <laughs> but still, uh, dude, he's one of the more entertaining guys. I mean, probably the most Texas entertaining on top. guy. Oh yeah. He comes out to uh, Fat Pat every time. I love it. I love. At the end of the interview, they were like, "Well, that's two in a row for Derek Lewis." Says, whoa, 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 that's three in a row. <laughs> and I, I just loved it. Yeah. Most knockouts in UFC history, apparently. Or is it the most? I, I wasn't sure yeah, if it was I, the I mean, tie. That, I or, think that's what led into the question. Yeah. That was the, the leading part of it. He's that. got quite a resume. Um, Yeah, and, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with DC and Stipe, but got to think that belt's going to be – both of those guys are about to retire is what I'm trying to say. So There's rumors, yeah. He is about a fight away from that, I think. Okay. Oh, this is combat sports. We got Rogan. We got Rogan uh, officially, unofficially, but officially moving into Austin. He's building a studio in Texas. at the Onnit. Do, do you, have you confirmed it's this? It. I on have it. talked Multiple to Onnit employees. I have, oh, I yeah. have contacts. It is happening at Onnit. Wow. Okay. I did not. Maybe we're breaking some news here. It's, we talked about it on it's out there. back. If you if you know where to look, it's out there. I, but I, yeah, it's, it's wonderful. It's at Onnit. I'm it not is. naming names, but a guy you and I both know confirmed. Great. I'll just say this one other thing about on it. Uh, I, I had a fist exhibition there about two years ago now. I was there, and a friend of mine who was there as well texted it. me last week asking if I could get him a promo code for to save on some supplements. And I was like, <laughs> I cannot do that. I am not an on it employee, nor have I ever been. It was very strange. You're not an influencer. They did you walk influencer that, program. You walk through that building and no one's even going to recognize you. Well, I I don't know. Maybe maybe when it comes to association with on it, it's Joe Rogan and me. But <laughs> shouts to Joe Rogan. It's got to be. God only knows the, the kooks that are going to be pouring through that gym now. Oh. Woof. Dude, you're going to see him out there just swinging kettlebells. Just hitting the bag. That's going to be weird. Oh, I, my gosh. I, can't, I don't, I don't want to meet him. There's Let me a lot just of proxy that. content that's going to come out of that that uh, – it's going to be interesting to see. Is Kinda he going like to end I up? confirmed it. I'm going to look at that account and see who's. Uh, I think the chances of him coming on the Wash Media universe are, are exponentially higher than they're they're greater than zero at this point. I'll just say that. I think I think Dylan put it at one percent, which is better than it was. I think that's fair. From zero to one. I'm excited. We're training in the right direction. All Mike, right. 
Micah, you ready to run it back? I'm glad that I got that right. I feel bad for cucking it earlier. He's well, still adding to it. Oh, he's still right. So he's not ready. That's why he's, yeah. Sorry about that. This is Micah's <laughs> premiere segment. All right. Welcome to Run It Back, the segment in which we just recap what we talked about today. Let's start with this. Dave and KJ both smoked something, bitch. True. Brooks ribs. Kepka shot the bed this weekend. The squad enjoyed Colin uh, Morikawa's awkward celebration with his girlfriend. Dave wants to know what this means for the big baby drip god, this being the uh, college football season. A lot of uncertainty. (laughs) Uncertain times for college football. KJ says Mel Kuyper's human lubricant is game filled. (laughs) Dylan is interested that players find themselves in a position of power. Whole squad is on Team Dame. KJ noted that Chandler Parsons brings the drip. That's true. Dorn is very Mm pro-bub. Poured up a four, that's Blueberry Fago. Dave loves the reckless Leroy Jenkins-style attack uh, in in baseball this week. The hockey playoffs are set. KJ sent a dude to the hospital with a shot to the head with a Pizza Hut-branded hockey stick. Nice. I, Dave. <laughs> Not an admission of guilt. <laughs> shouts to Marty Gennetti. Uh Dave thinks that all lacrosse players look the same. White Settlement. The, the ball. <laughs> White yeah. Settlement is not a good name for a town. Sure we can all isn't. agree on that. Sure is not. Dylan is at two hard-ass eggplants waiting to find out about college football. Oh, yeah. And Wash Media is trending in the right direction when it comes to Joe Rogan. <laughs> and that was Run It Back. You crushed that. Well done. I love that segment, Micah. It's good. It was a good episode. It's fun today. for all. I had fun. Did you have fun? I did as well. Good times. Jeez, uh, man. There's going to be so much going down. Make sure you follow us on social. We'll be your uh, number one source for all Rogan to on it content. I should have just gotten on the Twitter and broken it, and, like just screenshotted, completely outed my buddy. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, look, it's happening. <laughs> I don't know how many people even care that he's moving to on it, but it's still kind of cool. We care. No, people care. We've been there. I mean, like, we did a fist exhibition there. We put that's like the best event we ever did at Grand X. Was your was your fight? Agree or disagree? Uh, Saved by the Brunch was pretty dope. Saved by the Brunch was good. Saved by the Brunch too. One was fine. Weather didn't cooperate, but two is two is good. Two is real good. Uh, you guys, and, wanna... well, actually, Day Rage, Day Rage was pretty, okay. Pretty good. None of us were there for except for Dylan for Day Rage. So, so that's basically on Dylan. Oh my god, he planned the whole thing. Can we just not talk about Day Rage, man? You guys, uh, you guys got anything else you want to plug? Anything? Mainly Dylan and KJ. I don't know if you had proper time to plug. Oh, hit me up on uh, Twitter and Instagram at KJ Ellis. Ones is the L's. Shout out to the one little dipper out there who's already committed to uh, acquiring and or getting a photo off with uh, the street sign that bears my legal name. So more to come on that. Big time. That is yeah. huge. Uh, yeah, follow me at DShivery, C-H-E-V-E-R-E-R-E. That's Twitter and the gram, the grom. Okay. Right, Thank you, Dylan. Doing good stuff over there. Micah, as always, thanks. I want my chips with the dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. So bring them dips.